Welcome to For the Health of It. I'm your host, Corian K. Pad Padgett, and this is your number one source for all things sports, health, and fitness related. Oh, hold on, Coach. What does For the Health of It stand for? Good question, Austin. The For and For the Health of It stands for our four principles, which are mindset, movement, nutrition, and recovery. Okay, cool. Let's do it for the health of it then. Man, 2021 has been a crazy, hectic year. Uh, for the Health of It was nominated for two award shows, uh, the Black Podcasting Awards and the, the uh, People's Choice Awards for podcasts. So, as you may be able to tell by that earlier sound, I am now a proud father to a new beautiful baby girl. And that put a little, you know, change in the plans. At the start of this year, I was planning on releasing a new episode every week. But being a new parent, uh, it's, it's different. <laughs> it, it definitely put a halt to those plans. But I appreciate each and every one of you uh, for listening to this show. Thank you so much. And now, without further ado, let's get into this new episode. Welcome to another edition of For the Health of It. I'm your host, Corian K. Pad Padgett, and I have the honor and the pleasure of bringing back my second ever guest back on with us, Coach Trey Kilgore. Coach, how are you doing? I'm doing great today, man. Really excited to get on here and talk a little. Good deal, man. Good deal. So, Coach, man, as you know, uh, when we first did this, uh, our first interview, it was at the start of the pandemic. Uh, And basically, man, you went through a whole body transformation. (laughs) So talk us through everything that happened to you during the pandemic and all that. Yeah, I uh, essentially took a lot of that frustration that everybody, you know, that we were all dealing with, you know, I don't think everybody's in the same boat, but we're all weathering the same storm. And I decided to take what I had um, and and use that downtime to really get after something that I've always wanted. And that was just to essentially get as lean and as strong as possible. Um, you know, I've been a strength coach for my whole career. You know, I, I don't know anything else, but even with weight training, I never really looked the way I, I had wanted to look. Um, and I've been weight training heavily for eight plus years. And I decided to, you know, take a big step back, look at the big picture and figure out what I needed to do to start making some changes. So it came down to mostly diet and sleep. I would say for anyone who's really looking to, to transform their lives, um, from a body comp standpoint and just from a good habits standpoint, that was step one. So getting the diet and nutrition in check and I used YouTube. I used a lot of different things, some stuff I had learned in the past. I used to live with a bodybuilder uh, early in my career and he taught me about carb cycling and different ways to eat. But really what I learned the most from him was just how to meal prep and how to cook for yourself. And I think everybody in this pandemic, if you didn't become a better cook at home, I think you're kind of killing some time because there's definitely enough opportunity afforded to everybody to learn how to cook a little bit. So um, I had myself a crock pot, I had myself a pressure cooker, and I learned a whole bunch of recipes there. It's real cheap, easy stuff. Um, but I wanted to leave a little bit of room every week to where I could just go absolutely ham and stupid. So <laughs> I, I have 
several, uh, I don't like the word cheat meals so much as I say high calorie, intentional high t- calorie meals and days. Uh, my, my go-to if I'm at home is a DiGiorno stuffed crust cheese pepperoni pizza. Oh my gosh, that, that cheese stuffed <laughs> crust. I think it's like, comes out to like 16 or 1700 calories. Um, but it, I can scarf one of those down in about 10 minutes. Wow. Um, so that was, that would be like a Saturday or Friday ritual. Um, really when I started, so I, I got at my absolute heaviest in 2020, I know it's new year's day, but on like January, like 15th or 16th of last year, I got up to about 225. And the heaviest I've ever been in my life was 250 when I was in grad school. And I was intentionally bulking back then, but I was 225 at the start of uh, 2020. And the lowest I ever got to, I think was the end of August. And I got down to 189. Um, So I lost uh, over 30 pounds, um, which was just crazy because you, you, you don't see it as it's happening. Mm. And then you just look back. That's why anyone who's looking to start a journey like this, you want to, I, I recommend taking photos of yourself at the beginning. I've got a couple people who have had similar transformations over this time, even athletes uh, training, because I learned a lot about strength and conditioning and we saw some really cool uh, transformations with our athletes this past semester. Um, they wish they had taken photos at the beginning just to right. see where they're at. Cause they, they know a difference, they see a difference, but they don't have that reference point. So I recommend anyone do that. Um, we, but go, going back to the, the transformation itself, it, August was about my lowest and I'm slowly starting to build back, gain a little bit more. Um, I'm floating around anywhere from 195 to 200 now. And I, I still think I'm definitely sub 10% uh, body fat, nice. but I, uh, I, you know, I'm looking to put on a little bit more muscle. So it's been a, it's been a process and I just wanted to take what time I had, which was a lot more of it uh, from <laughs> March, from March all the way to, uh, to essentially when school started back up in July and August and, and make the most of it. Good deal, man. Good deal. Uh, you mentioned that you had at one point you were bulking up and you got up to 250. Uh, yeah. Any particular reason why? Yeah. Um, I think this is something that's important to discuss for any strength and conditioning coach. And it's something that I think we kind of struggle with in, in America and uh, a, a body image thing in grad school. I was fresh on to my first ever strength and conditioning gig on my own. And I was insecure about the way I looked. Um, I thought I needed to be bigger. I grew up being a basketball player and a baseball player, never really knew much about the weight room and didn't train a whole lot until my senior year of college. Um, So, you know, with one year of weight training under my belt and just having my CSCS, I go in and I work this grad school job and I was insecure about the way I look compared to the athletes I was training. And there is an, there is an aspect of you need to look the way a certain part for this job, but you can't take it to an extreme. Um, I don't think you have to be freaking Lou Ferrigno or Arnold Schwarzenegger to, to be a good strength coach. Um, but I, I thought I needed to be bigger. And so I went from about 200 pounds when I started grad school. And by the end of my, uh, third semester in grad school, I was up at 250. Um, I was eating about two pizzas a day, two or three Philly cheese steaks. Um, there's some, I was living in Joliet, Illinois at the time. And so there were some really cheap pizza joints that would just give you these huge, huge pizzas, uh, for real cheap. And I used that to bulk up. I would eat 
10 eggs every morning with cornmeal hash. Um, wow. and it was like, I was, I was putting down about an average of 6,000 calories a day wow. um, to get up to that. Yeah. So I was, I was hefty. My knees hurt all the time. It was, I would not recommend it. I did, I, I did what people would call a dirty bulk, I think. Right. Um, would not recommend it to anyone. <laughs> gracious, man. So, oh man. That's but I did, I did get bigger and I did get stronger. Yeah, of course, of course. All right. So, uh, uh, for everybody that doesn't know, Coach Kilgore, like he, as he already mentioned, is a strength conditioning coach. Uh, where are you at now, Coach? Uh, uh, I'm at Lipscomb University working with men's and women's tennis, men's and women's track and field, and cheer. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Uh, so if you can, tell us about how that's been going for you during this pandemic. Yeah, uh, so we were very fortunate. Um, Lipscomb's a small Division One school in Nashville, Tennessee. And we are members of the ASUN conference, you know, at the collegiate level, every conference did it differently and handled it differently throughout the pandemic. But we were fortunate enough to have our athletes come back on campus and continue to train. Um, we went through the semester pretty much as normal business as, as you could imagine with everything that's been going on. Uh, we ended the semester a few weeks early. Um, so I think a lot of schools followed this formula of where there were no breaks and you went straight from the start of school all the way to Thanksgiving. And when Thanksgiving came, everybody went home. Yeah. So we, we had a couple athletes who could come back uh, if they wanted to train um, or, you know, just live on campus um, for those remaining two weeks between Thanksgiving and Christmas. We had a couple people choose that option. So I, I stayed busy uh, up until the past week or two. Um, but we were, we were pretty much normal business as usual. And I got to try out a, a lot of really cool things with my athletes and stuff that I got to learn. Uh, the downtime that I had really dug into West side book of methods, um, learned a lot more about the conjugate style of training um, way more than when you and I last talked back in, I think April. Um, I really got into that over the summer, um, dug more into Yuri Verkashensky's work. Um, which I'm about to start picking back up again. Um, but yeah, it, it was about as normal as you could imagine. The only difference is, is cross country who is normally in season in the right. fall semester, right. they were off season because their season got canceled pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. um, there was no fall season for tennis because they usually play about eight or nine matches in the fall. We didn't do that. So we basically had, you know, a bunch of off seasons where a couple teams would have normally been doing a lighter frequency uh, of training right uh that's one thing that really bugged me man uh cross country getting canceled uh as you know yeah. folks cross country and you, it, it really bugged me because i'm like man out of all sports the easiest one to maintain you think cross country would be an easy one to maintain mm -hmm. i was like no i mean you got probably 100 kids out there big open field and they're running, and they might start off for, like, a minute next to each other. But within that first 60 seconds, man, there's so much gaps in between everybody. Mm -hmm. like that's why, like, when – for JPS, they canceled everything. Uh, you lived in Jackson, so I don't know if you yeah. know if they were JPS, but they literally canceled every sport for the fall. Basketball just picked up uh, December 19th, 2020. Mm -hmm. So, it. It, it hurt me. It hurt my kids. Uh, just seeing some some seniors that never will play another sport in their life, you know. Yeah. Uh, that 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 was depressing. 
but I, that's that's probably been the hardest thing as a coach. Boy, right. Yeah, I just don't get it. Uh, am I coming through clear? Or am I? Yeah, okay. you're great. You're great on my end. Am I good? Yeah, it, it lagged just a little bit. Okay, uh, I'm having to use a uh, hot spot on my uh, on gotcha. my thing here. So, but if it if anything else bothers you, I can try and switch. Uh, oh, no, you good? You good? I'm gonna, I'm gonna even gonna leave this in. And let my listeners hear the authenticness of it. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so. Uh, Man, if if you can, I want to stray away from these questions just a little bit that I sent you. Uh, you yeah. talked about the insecurity issues. Uh, yeah, that's that's a big thing, right? Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, and I, I, that's that's something that I think you've got to you've got to be open and truthful with uh, your athletes. That's something that you've got to be vulnerable to an extent because I I've been through it now. You know, um, that was that was something that at the time I was just trying to get bigger to, to look a certain way and to do it for other people, especially not for something that I wanted. And I think that's one of the reasons that change didn't last very long is once I got up to that weight, I hated it and I didn't like the way I felt every day. And that's, what's different about the way I am now is I trained because I wanted to look a certain way for me. You know, I didn't want to get shredded, cut, ripped, whatever adjective you want to use. I didn't do it to impress anyone. I did it to see if I could do it. And when I figured out a few simple tricks here and there to, to maintain this, you know, I don't see myself going back to the way I was, you know, this is something that's, you know, a lifestyle change for the better. And that's a, that's a significant thing. Cause I'm, I'm still early on in this journey of strength training, I believe. And, being able to relate to my athletes um, the way they should feel and the way they should be uh, in their sport. Their identity should not come in their sport. Their identity uh, should not be coming into um, the way they play or the way they look. Uh, because if you do chase after those things, you're going to, you're going to fall short. Yeah. You're going to, you're going to find out that it's a, it's an empty passion that you're chasing after. Um, so you know, I did it because I, I wanted to, and it's, it's a, a healthier way to live. Um, honestly, you know, the way I, the way I eat and the way I take care of myself now, but chasing after those superficial or vain pursuits, um, it's gonna, it's gonna leave you empty handed and you're going to go back into what you always know. You're not going to be able to maintain it. Right. Right. So, uh, you mentioned at the start, you know, the diet and the sleep or nutrition and recovery, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. uh, and you mentioned with the diet, you ended up getting a pressure cooker and a, and a crock pot. Yeah. Uh, no air fryer. Oh, so I just got an air fryer and I, I got one, uh, from my mom and my dad for Christmas. Nice. Um, they, they know me. <laughs> uh, so I'm about to start experimenting with that. One thing that I did not eat a lot of was fish. Um, just because, you know, you can, you can, I'm not a great chef yet. You know, I'm still learning, but cooking fish in the, the pan. Plus I live in Tennessee. I grew up in Florida for a lot of my childhood. So as you know, someone in, in Jackson, Mississippi, you're right there in the Gulf, right? Like, you get real picky about your seafood. Mm -hmm. And so there's not a whole lot of good fresh spots up here. Um, so an air fryer is one of those things that I'm looking forward to cooking a lot of fish with. Um, that's a, it's a great, great tool. Everybody's all about those right now. Right. Right. Uh, we got like a little bootleg one, man. It's, uh, it's called like the copper oven crisper or something mm -hmm. like that. My aunt got it for us, like for my wedding in 2017, I just opened it up. 
it it works decently. Uh, you literally have to put it in the oven at 450, and then like it's convection and all that. It's mm-hmm. crazy stuff, but it works a little bit, man. Uh, yeah. It doesn't crisp it up the way you think it might, or the way that they said it will. Uh, did some French fries last night, and they came out good. But uh, yeah, the the chicken, nah, I would still go work with the chicken. Still yeah. figure out some uh, different method with the chicken. It's but a fine-tuning process. It is. It definitely is. So uh, let's go into your your goals for 2021. Uh, yeah. What goals do you have for yourself personally and then professionally? Yeah, professionally, I, I want to keep doing as great of a job as where I am at. Um, I think we talked about this on our, our last discussion is any advice that I can offer to anyone in this field is, you know, not – looking ahead and worrying about the next job on the horizon, but, you know, keep your, keep your mind where your feet are um, doing the best job where you're at and the rest will take care of itself. Um, Obviously you need to keep your ear to the ground to look for other opportunities if you need it. But for me, very happy uh, the way I'm taking care of at Lipscomb. I work with a phenomenal staff um, in terms of the other strength coaches and then the sport coaches that I work with. All of them are awesome people. Um, and then the athletes themselves, I can't speak highly enough about them. So very, very grateful for that opportunity. Um, so from a professional standpoint, very, very content there. Um, as far as the, uh, as far as the personal goals go with strength and conditioning, um, I, I still have it on my plate to pull 500 off the ground. Uh, you know, I've gotten 484 a couple times in my life, but with my diet dialed in and, you know, as, as you and I discussed before we started recording, I'm just now getting over uh, the Rona, you know, I caught it over this, over this Christmas break somehow. Um, When I get back to it uh, and and get a few more pounds back on me, I plan on pursuing that kind of full force. But uh, outside of that, things are, things are going really good. And I'd like to keep it on course for where we were and kind of where we, where I finished 2020. Cool. 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 Uh, Since you brought it up, uh since you you are you are in a good shape and that's one thing that i've always heard with uh corona going on that the better shape you are as with anything the better shape you are basically the better you can you know recover from it uh how do you feel or just elaborate on your thought process about this yeah i I mean you're every time you step into the gym or you make an intentional act to do something physical, I mean, you're putting an investment in yourself. That's your insurance policy. And so I think you're definitely raising up your, your defenses. Um, for me, I'm a 29 year old male, almost 30. And, um, I got, I got kicked on my butt. (laughs) I was sitting down, uh, for a while. I was, you know, not getting out, not doing anything physical for a good seven days. Um, it started, it started, uh, you know, not too long ago and I'm just now starting to feel a little bit better and working my way back into it. I'm tracking my progress. Just kind of keeping little notes here and there, but as far as returning to training goes, like first day I did 15 minutes on the clock. I said, I'm going to go as easy as I want, as light as I want, but I'm going to intentionally move for 15 minutes. And so I hit the timer, I hit go, I did some push-ups, I did some lunges, and I did some uh, dumbbell overhead presses because uh, I had access to 30-pound dumbbells. Nice. And that was it. Um, ended up cranking out just 50 total push-ups, about 50 total lunges, and a few overhead presses. That's all it took. And then the next day, I'm a little bit sore, but it was good. Um, next day after that, I decided to push it to 25 minutes. 
and you know it it's just building building back into it um whatever you've been doing up to that point before you get sick or you have a huge setback for to that your body's going to go so even though i've got this little blip you know in normalcy right um my body's already kind of going back to, to the way it felt today. I can honestly say I feel like a hundred percent energy wise. The fatigue at the beginning was I had a sore throat and fatigue, which I know the sore throat isn't as common, but the, uh, the fatigue, man, it felt like I had mono and I've had mono before. Uh, it's, it, it, it was, <laughs> I mean, you get, you get tired or out of breath walking from the living room to the kitchen kind of thing. Mm. So, but yeah, feel feeling a lot better now. Good, good. That's, I'm glad you're definitely feeling better. Uh, my next question for you, uh, we got the five components of physical fitness. And, you know, the five components are muscular strength, muscular endurance, uh, body composition, cardiovascular endurance, and flexibility. Which mm -hmm. of those five, if you had to choose one, which of those five do you feel is the most important and why? Oh, gosh, man, you can't, you can't be asking me questions like this. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, man. You know, it, 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 it's always an it depends situation. Mm -hmm. um, you know, from what I've I've learned, the the strength coach in me wants to say, you know, muscular strength, you know, absolute okay. strength. That's always the big thing. But honestly, looking at looking at the way things go, muscular endurance is big. Um, I've done a lot uh, in switching up my training personally to where I'm training to failure in a lot of different sets. And I use that in a very specific way. When I say train to failure, I don't mean kill myself every time I go into the weight room, right. but learning to build uh, muscular endurance for the sake of getting stronger or uh, getting more in shape, more cardiovascular fitness, you know, cause it's all connected. Um, I've, I've placed a new value on that. I guess you could say in the hierarchy, because for me, being able to do more work will make you, I mean, that's that foundation, right? right. Uh, being able to do more work uh, allows you to have that taller pyramid of strength. So from a general physical preparedness standpoint, that's really what I got after in my, uh, in my quarantine time. And then in my own training now, really pushing my body to the limits of how much work I can do before I start specializing in anything I know that's a bit of a roundabout answer, but maybe maybe muscular endurance would have to be towards that. Okay. All right. Hey, hey. as you know, uh, any answer is a good answer as long as you can uh, properly defend it with uh, yeah. kind of scientific evidence. So, and mm -hmm. it works for me, Coach. Uh, my next question. Uh, I know this is a more general fitness question, but any tips for getting in and staying in shape for 2021? Yeah, oh man, I where, where to begin? So many great things to to tell people. So for your for your listeners, uh, number one thing I would say is make a plan. Uh, that's that's the first thing you have to have a plan, and doesn't have to be a goal necessarily, but a plan in, in place, a process. Um, and then number two, actually do something. That's the biggest. There was a lot of times uh, last year where I was at home with limited equipment. All I had was a barbell, uh, two 45 pound plates for each side. So four, four total. Uh, I could do either 135 or 225. Um, 
and a hill. That was it. You know, I, I built a squat rack out of some wood, but that's, I mean, anybody can do that. So I had very limited equipment, but there's a lot of Hold times on. where I- Hold on, coach. That's a lie. That is a lie. Not anybody can do that. I can't uh, do that. So, <laughs> <laughs> that is a lie. <laughs> I mean, I, I, definitely, I definitely needed some help doing it. Uh, I had to look up YouTube, but I mean, you, it takes, it, I mean, it, through that sheer will, you know, it's like going through YouTube and then asking friends on how they would do something, you know, it, we made it work. Um, but it, anyway, we, uh, with the limited equipment and stuff, I was like, you know, what? I'm just going to, I'm going to play around and just do a little bit of something every day. Right. Uh, the third tip is, and this is something that might sound crazy to a lot of people for me in order to take weight off, get stronger and keep the weight off is training twice a day. And when you increase your frequency, I know it sounds insane at first. Yeah. How can you do that? How can you recover? Blah, blah, blah. It, it sounds. From firsthand experience and seeing it with my athletes, when you increase training frequency, how often you are training and you do it strategically, then you will see enormous amounts of gains. I think what people don't do is they don't push them. Right. Too much off and building that consistency of going and pushing yourself just to the edge, but not over it. And then doing a little bit more later on um, really, really helps. So to give a sample model, because I don't want to just say frequency and then dip, um, I will train in the morning about 45 minutes to an hour. And then in the afternoon or early evening, I will do a second training session that is no longer than 30 minutes. I will set apart one thing that I really specifically want to work on, whether it's the way my triceps look, whether it's physical fitness from a sprinting and conditioning standpoint, I'll have that objective in my head or written out. And that's what I'm going to attack with that bonus session. So I got to the point, the craziest amount of training I was doing, I was training 14 times a week, twice a day, seven days a week. And I felt great. It, I mean, it was nuts. And that was like right before school started, before I was on my feet working with athletes every day. Um, and I maintained that. And I'd still in a, in a non uh, COVID where I'm sick world, I still train about 10 to 12 times a week, usually Saturdays and Sundays. I, I only go once a day. Um, but people think, Oh, you need to rest. You need to recover. Well, yes, you do. But that does not mean sit on your butt, and watch TV <laughs> and watch TV all day. Um, your, your workout can literally be a 30 minute walk with your spouse or your significant other, or your dogs or whatever. Um, your body loves to move. It's designed to move. It's supposed to get out and move. And the more often you do it, uh, the better you'll feel. It's just, it's a positive correlation between the two. Um, so for me, I'll do my strength training you know, in the morning and then in the afternoon, I'll attack a weakness. So when I first wanted to start losing weight, that second session was almost always a jog or sprints or getting on the, um, before, before school got shut down, I had access to a bunch of equipment. Right. So I would use our concept rower, um, the stationary bike, things like that. And then when I didn't have any equipment, I would just use that hill in my backyard, uh, or down the street. Right. Um, 
or the track just down the road, something like that. And you just do a little bit. I think when people think of training twice a day, that means two hard, you know, balls to the wall workouts twice a day. Uh-uh. You don't need to. It's, it's a little bit extra each day and it adds up over time. Okay. Uh, so these times that you gave, they include the warm up and the cool down and both of those? They do. Yeah. Um, for the second session, I'm probably going to catch some flack from this, but I don't do a whole lot of warmups, especially for that second session. If I'm doing sprints, I will do an extended warmup. I I do like to do um, a lot of things that will train those motor, motor pathways. Um, But from like getting on a stationary bike, I really don't think you need that much of a warmup. Um, If I'm doing a bodybuilding session, a hypertrophy focused session in the afternoon. That's only 30 minutes. If I'm hitting buys and tries and kind of go right into it. Right. Um, but the, in the, in the morning, the first session. Yeah. Yeah, I will. Um, but no more than five to 10 minutes. Gotcha. Um, I, I do a, a real simple pattern or a real simple uh, formula of I heat up, then I move, then I activate. And so I'll do something to get my core temperature up, jumping jacks, air squats, something really simple um, that you could teach a client or an athlete uh, in a matter of seconds. Then we move the designated joints in a position that you're going to be doing for that day. So I'll do some sort of hip mobility routine if I'm doing a squat. Um, and I'll do that for you know a minute or two. And then I'll activate. So if I'm again, if it's a squat day, lower body day, after I do some hip mobility stuff, I'll do some things to activate my quote unquote activate uh, to fire my glutes a little bit more. Um, and then something for my quads, you know, it's real, real simple. And then I'll go into my, into my workout. I don't think you have to overcomplicate it. And when the, one of the perks of training twice a day and training so often is your body gets used to moving so much right. that it's kind of just always ready to go. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, my next question, Coach. Uh, as you mentioned, your 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 girlfriend hasn't watched Star Wars, and y'all been watching it. Give us the order that y'all watched it in. Uh, so we are doing the one through nine, rather than the original trilogy, four through six, um, and then one through three, and then seven through nine. Uh, we're going one through nine. I, I I've never seen anyone do it. It was a rare opportunity that I've been afforded. So, and I'm glad I did it. Watching her connect the dots has been a lot of fun. Nice, 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 nice. So have y'all been watching the, uh, like all the, the filler movies also like solo so, and all that? Yeah. I thought, I thought about this. So that'd be 11 movies total. Right? right. And I thought about doing that with her and I was like, you know, it's probably just a little bit too much. So we're going to go back after we finish nine, we'll watch rogue one and uh, solo story. Um, but it's, yeah, it's been good. The whole reason she got into it is uh, she started watching The Mandalorian. And oh, she, so yeah. that was my next question. Oh. Yeah, yeah. That was, the, that was the whole thing that started. I was like, you know, the movies are still pretty good. I still think Mandalorian is one of the best things ever. Uh, but I was like, you need to check out the movies because a lot of this, especially, holy cow, that season two ending. I mean, it, there's so many references across the entire The entire um, universe. Reference and when, when Luke Skywalker, uh, spoiler for anyone who hasn't seen it, when Luke Skywalker comes in at the end, um, I was like, she's going to be so confused because she has no idea who this is. Yeah, so she, saw, she saw that and I was like, all right, we got to get to work. Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, a buddy of mine asked me, he was like, so, uh, you know, I've watched Star Wars, but I'm not into it. Do I need to know Star Wars? I'm like, season one, you can you can just watch Mandalorian season one without knowing anything. Mm-hmm. Season two? Yeah. Man, that's when they really dive into it. They even went into the, what was it, the Star Wars Rebels cartoon. Uh, yeah, and the Clone Wars yeah. stuff. Yeah, with like, Tano. Yeah, they got deep into that stuff, man. You know, Boba Fett came back and Luke Skywalker. Oh my goodness, it was, it was great. It was great. Yeah. All right, man. Let me make sure I covered all these questions. Uh, I definitely appreciate you getting on, Coach. Oh no problem. Yeah. So got all the questions covered. Uh, like yeah. I said, definitely appreciate you coming on again. You always, uh, you're always a good guy to have on. Very, uh, very intelligent. And uh, very inspirational also. Uh, Keep doing your thing, Coach. And before you go, uh, definitely want you to shout out your social media. For all the kind words, man. I really appreciate what you're doing. And to everybody who's listening, this is a great guy and his work. I mean, I'm really grateful for it. So um, you can follow uh, Coach underscore Kilgore. Um, got that going on there. Actually just started doing um, training on the side uh, for people who are not college athletes but want to train like an athlete. Um, I can't if, – if you're someone who's 16 to 22, can't train you because of NCAA. Um, but uh, I can work with with uh, people who are outside of that and recruiting, recruiting uh, ranges. But, yeah, it's um, something that I'm very passionate about. It's kind of a mixture of my life up there on social media. I put up a lot of training stuff on there and a lot of, a lot of goofy stuff as well, just little snapshots here and there. Good deal, good deal. So, well, Coach, hey, we appreciate you coming on, and uh, thank you as always. Awesome. Thank you. Yes, sir.